0: Hello and welcome to Knowing Me, Knowing UKSG, a podcast exploring journeys in scholarly communications. In each episode, we hear from someone inspiring from the knowledge community and ask them to tell us about their career journey and what has motivated them along the way.
1: Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast, Knowing Me, Knowing UKSG. Um, I'm Anna Hughes. I work as a Scholarly Communication Engagement Officer at JISC and I'm pleased to say that I'm joined today by Pooja Agawal who is Director of Academic and Professional Publishing at Bloomsbury Publishing. So welcome Pooja, thank you so much for joining me today. It's really nice to meet you.
0: Hi Anna, yeah thank you so much for having me as well. Really nice to be here and hi everyone. So um
1: would you be able to tell us a bit more about your career journey from you know from leaving school to where you are now? You know, did you did you have like a a childhood dream to work in publishing, um, or did you fall into it by accident and just realise you really liked it? Yeah,
0: so I I absolutely didn't have a plan uh, to to get into publishing at all. I um, I actually probably wanted to become prime minister if I'm honest with you. <laughs> um, so I, I set myself quite quite a high ambition there um but you know I I was always very academic and and um after school went to university um I did my first degree at SOAS um politics and economics and then went on to do a master's at Cambridge um and then sort of thought well what, what do I want to do I, I almost went down the PhD route mm-hmm. um but then thought I'm not sure if I could if I wanted to do that for another sort of three, four years. Um, And so really just started to look around at opportunities, I actually wanted to work with an NGO, but unfortunately, um, they all were like, you don't really have any experience, any kind of business or work experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I hadn't done any apprenticeships or internships or anything like that. I uh, grew up working with my parents in in, in their business um, and uh, that, that was the experience I had. Um, so I got rejected From almost everywhere, I have to say, Um, um, partly because of of the lack of experience, which, funnily enough, is such a double edged sword, because unless you get an opportunity, you don't get any experience. So it it was really difficult to know kind of how to get a foot in the door. Um, And I think to some extent that that's possibly still still the case today. Um, So, so, you know, luckily enough, I uh, found some graduate trainee schemes in different industries. Um, and applied to all of them and um, was just lucky enough to be accepted on the graduate program at Macmillan Publishers. Um, Didn't know anything about publishing, didn't really even know what an ISBN was, um, really had no sense of the business, the industry, the breadth and scale of of what's involved with publishing. Um, I had a very naive and um, I think narrow outlook. But for me, it was like getting a foot in the door of getting that experience, getting a job um, and and figuring out then what I wanted to do. So I thought I'd be there for a couple of years, get that experience under my belt and then I could move on and um, uh, and, um, you know, find something else to do. And uh, well, 23, almost 24 years later, I'm still Still in publishing, so um, I guess you could say I I, I fell in love with it. Um, but it, it, it isn't one of those careers though that I would have automatically picked out or picked for myself or or was encouraged to to explore. Um, so it really did happen by accident.
1: So you say you started at Macmillan, then. So when did you move across to Bloomsbury? Like how long did you spend at Macmillan, and you know what your roles are And then when did you move across to Bloomsbury?
0: So I um, started off in in Pan Macmillan. um, So in the fiction trade business, Um, I started in sales. Um, I was a rep also. So I've been, you know, going around bookshops and stacking shelves and um Heathrow airport was actually one of my um one of my um bases as well so I I was there uh, stacking shelves in the bookshop so I really sort of got a, a really good grounding of the business I think um in those few years um but also um it was you know the age of Bridget Jones and um there was so many interesting fun things happening around publishing at that time um and then after a few years I, I wanted to, to test myself and do something different I, I got an opportunity to move to Palgrave Macmillan so that was a move away from trade into academic publishing. Um, I was um, in the marketing department I did sort of marketing and product development so very much um, working on monographs and textbooks okay. um, and that was really interesting because that opened up my world to academic publishing which I hadn't really considered up until that point. I think you you often think about publishing as the big sort of mass market blockbusters. And, and I think unless um y- you know you've really thought about, about this industry, you, you don't see the different sides to it. So that was my first sort of foray into academic publishing. Um and then after a few years at Palgrave Macmillan, I um got the opportunity to work. Um, on a project uh, with Nature Publishing Group to uh, do some work on India, on, on establishing an office in India and the opportunities for, for science publishing in India, um, which was fascinating uh, for me. My, my family having come from India, uh, a lot of my family still there. Um, it was really interesting to have the opportunity to sort of uh, look at a different country, um, a different um, type of publishing, um, STM publishing is is so completely different uh, to humanities and social sciences, and 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 also obviously trade publishing. So it, you know, I I just got these opportunities to to do different things and to learn different things and to work with different people. Um, and when the project finished, I applied for a publisher role at Nature Publishing Group, and then spent fifteen years. Uh, working in in STM journal publishing, working with academic societies, um, working with editors um, and and producing amazing uh, pieces of scientific research. Um, And then post uh, uh, the the merger with Springer, I I, I stayed at Springer Nature for a number of years, again continuing to work in in journal publishing. Um, And then about two and a half years ago, I was approached um, for this role at Bloomsbury um, and having spent over 20 years of my career with MacMillan, albeit in different parts of of Macmillan's businesses, um I decided to make a change and um the opportunity at Bloomsbury came up and again, it was sort of going back to that HSS um area, my roots my, where my degree was um uh, a lot of what I had done before at Palgrave mm-hmm. um and um it was a great opportunity for me to. Uh, do something different to get out of my comfort zone to stretch myself Um, and I decided to make the move so I've been at Bloomsbury now for about two and a half years
1: oh that's brilliant it sounds very much like you need to sort of make the most of the opportunities that you that come your way if you're offered like you know a new role that challenges you you should really sort of take advantage of that and get to experience um all the different sort of sides of publishing it seems to me that you've, you've covered the whole breadth of the, um, the <laughs> sector
0: <laughs> it, and it's so true because again I think there's this sort of perception that you know publishing editorial is the only route or you know you have to be an editor I have not been an editor at all um, in my whole career um, so, so my focus has very much I guess been on strategy and business and development but in order to understand that you've got to understand what it is you're developing, what it is that you're trying to do. And so I I very much took the opportunities and, and sort of pushed for some as well um, and really wanted to sort of learn more Um, because once you get into this industry, I think you realize there is so much there and so many different Mm -hmm. paths that you can take. Um, But I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily clear um, when you look in from the outside.
1: Mm that's why these podcasts are so you know so relevant to those sort of either thinking about a career or within already working within the sector but maybe want to change direction So right. yeah that's been so interesting that's brilliant thank you um so should we sort of switch to talking about your current role obviously you're director of academic and professional publishing um can you give us sort of a, a brief flavor like an overview of the role and what aspects do you um enjoy the
0: most like if you had to pick one thing
1: what excites you the most about the work that you do?
0: Wow. So I think I mean, one of the reasons I I chose to come to work for Bloomsbury is that their ambition and the values and the things that they hold um, at their heart and at their core really resonated with me. Um, so a real focus on um, you know being a, a, a responsible publisher. You know I think anyone who publishes in in, in academic um, areas, uh, but especially I think in in the humanities and social sciences, it's it's about elevating the voices of the many. It's about having a diversity of of voices from different background backgrounds. It's about representation. It's about challenging traditional thought and debate, yeah. and actually that really. Uh, sort of made me want to to make the move because I was excited to be a part of that again and excited to have uh, the chance to really drive that narrative forward Um, and so you know my role uh, primarily is I uh, manage the whole of the editorial team across the academic and professional area Um, and that's sort of uh, I think we're up to about 115 editors now uh, uh, across the board but my role is also to drive the strategy of the division forward. So to think about the direction of travel, to think about um, what's happening out there, whether it's open access or AI, um, yeah. you know, research integrity, um, diversifying our author base. Um, we have a really clear DEI action plan, um, but also really to um, make sure that what we're doing matters and that we create content um, that will um, have, have longevity um, and that will you know, really be applicable to um, and relevant and cutting edge and forward thinking to students, um, to academics, to researchers and to professionals. Um, so so I'm, I'm loving it. Um, and, and, and that's the best part is that we're only really scratching the surface and there is so much more that, that we want to do and, and have planned to do. So it makes every day exciting.
1: Oh that's brilliant so I mean is there anyone in particular I mean I don't want you to name names if you don't want to but is there anyone in particular who sort of inspired you in a work context
0: either earlier in your career or at Bloomsbury itself? So it's it's really interesting because um I've been asked this before and Mm. as an Indian woman uh, you know born and brought up here you know I get asked a lot of questions around sort of diversity and representation and and how difficult was it for you and 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 um I think the irony is that the people who have inspired me the most have been um, white middle aged men. Um, <laughs> uh, I hope, hopefully, they won't hear this so they won't <laughs> get offended. But, um, you know, the, the person who took me on when I joined, when I applied for the graduate trainee scheme, Richard Charkin, he, um, uh, literally uh, took a chance on me because I didn't know anything, and he has been my mentor throughout most of my career. Helped me to to pursue other opportunities, pushed me to to to, to challenge myself um, in in those roles. Um, and I, I even reached out to him before I took this job at Bloomsbury to to get his views. And um, you know, he's always been there um, as and championing me. Um, My first boss at Pan Macmillan, Ray Fiddler, taught me all about the business. He taught me about the importance of of time, of organisation, of what what the book publishing business actually is. Um, And I'll always be grateful for that. And and then more recently um, at Springer Nature, uh, Bill Curtis, who um, pushed me and and, and put faith in me. Um, And, you know, you just need one person supporting you really make you um get that recognition and and sort of get that validation and um which is why I make it a point to you know really be a supporter of others and to uh take people on on this journey with me and I think you know any leader or or, or manager is only as good as the team around them and I I think that's a really really important um to give back um what others did to me and did for me to to other people that I work with now as well Oh, it's really lovely to hear. I think what's particularly
1: interesting to me is I've lots of people, you know, come out of university without, you know, as we were talking about earlier, the sort of the the experience and in, in the workplace. Yeah. Yeah. So sort of bearing in mind that so these podcasts will be of interest to people developing their career, you know, at the start of their career. Um what sort of qualities do you think are, are useful in your in your current role and the publishing sector in general? So if you don't have that experience. Yeah. What can you do to to get your foot in the door?
0: So um, I I think there's actually a lot that can be done now. In in this day and age of the internet and social media, I think the most important thing is to do your homework. You you don't have to have had the experience, but you, you need to know what's going on in the industry. So I would expect, for example, if you were applying for a job in publishing, You know, and I've done this. I've interviewed many people over the years. I don't expect you to know everything, but I expect you to have looked at the website. I'd expect you to have done some research. Just Google, um, you know, what's happening in publishing today? What are the top five publishers in the industry? You know, what is academic publishing? Uh, Name some top books. You know, these days the information is right there at your fingertips. So Mm -hmm. there really is no excuse not to do your homework. Um, And if you don't know something, it's okay to say that. We're looking for people who we want to work in our team. We're looking for potential. We're not looking for people who know everything. Um, looking for people who could be future leaders and um, who who are organized who can manage their time who've proved through what they've done at school and university that that they they've got common sense that they can meet deadlines that they can um, um, really work in a team and that they can articulate that the worst thing ever is somebody who on paper looks amazing but can not actually hold a conversation in person Mm -hmm. and I think those are the skills real life skills that I would say are the most important thing because there are hundreds and thousands of graduates out there so what makes you any different to the other person I think you've really got to play um, up to your strengths you've got to be authentic You've got to be honest. Um, um, you know there isn't a right or wrong answer, but I think if you're if you want to get into publishing, you really need to know and, and don't do what I did, which was not know anything. Um, I was very lucky, but you know that was that was many many years ago. The world is a different place now, so yeah, just yeah. you know be be prepared and do your homework. I think that is the the the, the best advice that I would give. Oh, that's
1: great. Yeah, so yeah they're, they're really good tips for any sort of interview situation. Um, do you have any other so sort of interview tips that like either lessons learned or from observation? And do you have any interview regrets you'd be happy sharing?
0: Oh, my gosh. Many regrets. <laughs> don't 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 ever say that, you know, you're there to, to earn money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's a story for another day. Um, don't. Um, don't don't pretend like you know everything because you'll get picked out um um and, and you'll you'll dig yourself into a hole it's actually much better to say uh, to turn everything into a positive if you don't know something or you don't know how to answer it try to say but that's something that I'll learn you know i understand that i don't know everything but these are the, the skills i'm hoping i can learn here and but these are the skills that i can bring to the table so always turn every negative into a positive i mean i think these are standard kind of interview tips but they but people do forget them i think it's really easy to get nervous um and, and just to forget the basics so do lots and lots of practice is the other thing i would say um and and really um try to think about sort of the fact that you you've done some homework if somebody came into an interview and talked about ai talked about open access um talked about the move away from print to digital publishing um, talked about the way that the pandemic has changed um, the way people you know buy things and and the way that they access content. so as a student now you know for, for the last few years there's been a lot of hybrid teaching yeah. online lessons you know you don't have to be an expert in publishing to have be aware of these things. Um, so it just takes a little bit of work, um, but you can come across as somebody who is smart and intelligent and has done their work, and and it will make you stand out from from others um so i i think the best interview people i've interviewed have have been able to articulate um you know those kinds of things um in, in a conversation and and that stays with you
1: you touched upon the um the pandemic there a little bit mm. um, so ha- and then the way it sort of changed publishing has it changed the way you work like so for example do you you know do you Work from home, hybrid working, or has there been a wholesale sort of return to the office?
0: Yeah, so obviously um, we were all in lockdown. I, I actually joined Bloomsbury while we were all in lockdown. Oh, of course, yeah, which was which was quite bizarre. I think that was I think one of the strangest things for me is 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 stopping working at one company one day, joining another company the next day, but actually I'm still sitting here at home, like nothing, <laughs> nothing actually physically changed. Yeah. Uh, And I I, I think I really missed that interaction with people. So um, actually, we now um, go into the office two days a week um, and work from home three days a week. And personally, I really like um, the both. I like actually getting out of the house and going in to 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 the office. I like meeting people. I like bumping into people in the corridor. I like catching up over, you know, a cup of tea in in the Mm -hmm. kitchen. I, I've missed that a lot. Um, <clears throat> I think at home, it's very easy to get too distracted um, by doing other things around you. So I, I think I've had to, I'm sure, like everyone else, sort of retrain myself to be to be focused um, when at home and, and but to have clear lines of separation. So, you know, yeah. at six, work stops and 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 I, I leave, you know, go downstairs or, you know, go to another room, leave, leave the spare room. Um which has become my office. Um, but you have to train yourself, I think. Otherwise, I think initially in lockdown, the boundaries got very blurred. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, I found myself working till very late hours just because I could and because I wasn't going anywhere. So it so it didn't matter. And I think you have to be quite strict with yourself. So um, I, I personally have found it's taken a while. It took a while to get into a good routine and, and good habits. Um, but the other thing i would say is that you know um not everyone can be on their game 100% all the time every day and and some days good enough is just good enough and and, and it's okay so i think we also shouldn't beat ourselves up um too much over that as well um i think there was a lot of pressure um on people over the, over the pandemic period and um it, you know tough days where it was hard to get motivated and and i think you know it's okay um to, to have days where where you're not completely on it you you just make it up on other days but um it's it's nice to get out of the house um a couple of days a week um so so i i'm enjoying having that that flexibility to do both
1: yeah what you said there does does really really resonate with me it's um yeah it's it's those blurring of boundaries I think still exist and it is hard yeah. to um sometimes switch off at the end of the day if you're working from home so yeah that really resonates with me um well that, that was it was lovely to talk to you I think what's really stood out for me today is um sort of the the variety of roles you've had and I sort of worked worked up like say from stacking shelves at Heathrow Airport I mean yeah. I've got libraries background and I always said that library di- directors should spend one day you know on the front desk you know actually working with the cu- you know customers seeing how you know at the coalface so to speak so um, sure. it's really yeah, it's really interesting to hear like the variety of roles because I mean I am no you know I mean I, I'm not in the work Don't work in the publishing sector I, have, I do work with publishers but to hear the variety and the breadth of roles available is is really interesting
0: yeah I mean I think this is it and you know I haven't even touched on I mean sales and marketing and production mm-hmm technology and it and um operations and and there's just so many different paths that you could take um i i really am very lucky that i got to experience and do so much um and um you know i I think you know just being in the right place at the right time but i think you also have to to push yourself forward I think you've got to put your hand up and say when you want to do more I think you've got to put yourself out there and get involved in projects and 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 cross you know um, industry sort of um, conferences and meetings and and you know for some people it's not so easy to speak up and 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 to sort of put yourself out there Um, so so find find a mentor find find a colleague find an ally find someone who can you know help support you through that Uh, I think when you start looking, you'll find that there are many people who are very happy to do that, but many others who feel the same. And I think it's just being more open about having these conversations, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and and just being, yeah, very um honest about it. And and I think you'll find that there are there are many people who are are willing and happy to help and support. And I, I certainly am and if anyone wanted to reach out to me on linkedin or 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 ask uh, for any ha- advice or questions i'd be i'd be more than happy to um but yeah look i think we all have to support each other and um you know we're all want the best we want to produce good content we want to uh you know uh, make sure that um, students researchers academics professionals get you know really good um in in integral sort of you know ethical material that that hopefully can help change the world. Um and you know it's it's a mission for all of us. So uh let's let's work together on that.
1: I think that's a really, really a uh, lovely, lovely message, really strong, sort of powerful message. And I think that's a really sort of good way to sort of end, end this chat. So um yeah, I'd just like to say thank you so much for speaking with us today and sort of sharing your insights. It's been personally it's been Super interesting for me to hear your perspective and hear more about the publishing sector. So again, thank you very much.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Anne. I really appreciate being asked and and for you guys to have me. And uh, yeah, it's been lovely speaking to you as well. So thank you so much. UKSG exists to connect the sector and encourage the exchange of ideas. It brings together the information community of librarians, publishers, intermediaries and technology vendors. If you know someone whose career journey would make for an interesting episode, please get in touch with UKSG via Twitter. Please like and share our podcast to help us support those in our community who are just starting their journey. And subscribe to the channel to keep up with future episodes.